Luke and Pete show. I'm Luke and that's Pete and I'm stepping in for the traditional Pete Donaldson intro because you looked a bit perturbed, Pete. So I thought I'd just jump on here and go, we're here, we're Hello, starting, everyone. we're ready. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to take any more bears. You know when the Simpsons, uh, you know that Simpsons joke? No. <laughs> when, uh, I'm not very Simpson good on the Simpsons. Was, no, when Simpsons was overrun, uh, when uh, Springfield was overrun by bears, um, Homer Simpson said, had a big placard and he was shouting, we're here, we're queer, and we don't want any more bears. And I went, where did you get that chant from? That's really, uh, that's really uh, uh, interesting, uh, Homer. And he goes, the moustache parade. <laughs> it really makes me... <laughs> I, the nice. moustache parade always makes me laugh. Nice. Oh dear. Very. How have you very been, Loki? Not bad, thanks. Did you right. know that I played board games with a hundred-year-old lady uh, a few weeks ago? Have you been? Have people been giving you licks on Twitter? Yeah, apparently I repeated the story, but you know that will happen. Do. Yeah, it does happen. I saw you get upset about it. I wasn't, I wasn't upset. I was, I was taking the piss a bit, but. Um, yeah, it's just a bit like, oh, come on, we do it. Is that what we're doing now? Saw people piling on you uh, after the election as well. Yes. That, was a, that was a that was a spicy thread. That was a spicy meatball. Um, Definitely W material for Donaldson. Yeah, it was. I was <laughs> in uh, the WB. No, I feel like I was providing you cover with cover fire. Yeah, okay, but like I mean, a blunderbuss of chum, chum. Obviously, it's been big news last week and over the weekend, big so news. maybe we can talk about it a wee bit. But um, the the mistake I made was sticking my head above the parapet. Mm. And just being angry mm. with the situation, yeah, and letting that get the better of me. And I'll tell you what I would say: be careful, you sound like one of them. I tell you, you're starting to sound like one of them. Sound, but, sound like one of them. But I, I, what I would say, Pete, is that um, without getting into too much detail, because people already give me a lot of shit about everything, um, is that I, I came out quite being quite critical of both major parties the last in the last week, and only one of the major parties' followers and acolytes mm. gave me a lot of stick. Yeah, but they're the only ones who are following you because... No, it's not true. What? Not true. What, you're followed by a lot of... I had quite a few people respectfully maniacs. disagree with me and I had a load of Corbyn acolytes going mental. Mm. Like, absolutely were mental. Were they Corbyn acolytes or were they um, uh, idealists and dreamers? Well, they may know. say they're dreamers, but they're <laughs> not, not the, the only, only one. ones, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's I'm not, an idealist and a dreamer. Uh, this, this show is all about me and you, but this particular thing is not uh, necessary to, to go into great detail. Sexy. The most important thing is I will occasionally repeat a story for which I apologise, but um, because you're loads more popular than me, Donny, uh, you don't get stick for it. Uh, no, because I preface every single uh, story that I tell on this podcast with, I've probably told you about this. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah just, you just do. Show, just a little disclaimer. Just a little, I may as well just put it on the um, jingle box. <laughs> Probably told you about this. Just a little disclaimer. Yeah. We went for Christmas dinner on Saturday, didn't we? Together? Oh, we did. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, the problem with arriving late is on um, on a eating situation is, uh, which I obviously do, you don't get to choose your uh, seats. But I did get quite lucky. That we- was down the Brassel Teague uh, what's your name again? More, 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 end. more, more end of the table. But you know, th- this won't be any surprise to people listening who feel mm. like they've got a little bit of an insight into your character over right. over the years. That you did, t- you did turn up roughly on time, and right. then you disappeared, and then came back again with a beer. Well, where do you think I'd gone? <laughs> the offie. <laughs> Yes, actually. <laughs> no, but the point oh, was, you, the point was, you know, you know, we were going to have a beer, right? And you knew we were going to have dinner, yeah. And you knew that it's going to be a waiter, a waiter or a waitress going to bring you a beer. I, I want the, my destiny to be in my own hands. Okay, so I you, I don't, you look, sacrificed a good table position to go and buy yourself a beer when it was table service. I just wanted a beer. I wanted a big boy's beer. I wanted a big boy's beer. Did it go down well? 
It went down smooth. Nice. But it's been a heavy start to the Christmas period, uh, Luke, and it's only going to get heavier. I'm, I'm worried about this. Was it smooth just like a silica, <laughs> soft and bubbly wrap you up like a quilter? Yeah. Nice. Why, nice. why has it been so heavy? I had um Christmas party, um, uh, Absolute Radio, and then Friday I had... They still let you go to the Christmas party <laughs> after you mugged them off? Well, I had... Um, they announced that I was leaving the day after the Christmas party. Unwelcome. That makes it look like I've touched a lady. Or a man. Or a man. I heard that the hour meeting you had where you left Absolute Radio, 55 right. minutes of it was discussion about whether you want to, you could go to the Christmas party or not. <laughs> Listen, you, look, I won't cause any trouble. But I, I, I won't listen, knock over sandwiches. I am fucking coming. All right? You can't stop me. I know where it is. I know where it, it is. It was a good night. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I listened to... You've sort of got to say that though, haven't you? Uh, no, yeah, but I like everyone at work. That's but, the sad thing about if, if it was a shit party, would you say? What do you mean? If the absolute radio... Oh, there's party. been shit parties in the past, definitely. Right. I think everyone would be... Uh, you know, they, they did one in District which is in uh, Piccadilly, who has a terrible, uh, or used to have a terrible uh, reputation for uh, not letting um, black people in. Did it? <laughs> so wow. uh, that was uh, an interesting uh, one to hold a party that, you know. That's very strange. Mm. And you've named them there, so you can, you, can, we, can we say that? I think it was pretty well uh, documented that there was a couple of very angry people, as well they should be. I'm going to ask yeah. you again as a friend and a colleague. Okay. Can it stay in? Yes. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll take your, take I'll your take word on it. Um, I, got, I believe, I remember getting mm-hmm. turfed out of a Christmas party at Capital Radio that you were probably at. You got bit, turfed out? For being drunk. You got turfed out of the Capital Christmas party for being drunk? One year, yeah. Yes. How drunk could you possibly be? I was drunk. Free bar moor? There's talk of a chandelier being involved in all sorts. What? It was when I was a bit of an enfant terrible. Rodney, Rodney Trotter. <laughs> yeah, Rodney yeah. Trotter chandelier. Yeah, I had a big sheet under the wrong one. <laughs> big bed sheet under the wrong one. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, I suppose it has been, I mean, that's just the time of year, isn't it? You always have to go to a few different pits and pits. I was able to avoid one or two of them because I was away, wasn't I? And, and because it's getting more and more ridiculous and more and more party time and more and more expensive, mm. they seem to be happening earlier and earlier. It's, we had one in like November, didn't we? It's crazy. I think well, one I didn't go yeah. to because I wasn't here. But, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I've got one on Wednesday this week, right. which is, um, you know, I've been doing that Taskmaster thing throughout the year. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's the right. big live final on Wednesday in London. <laughs> live final. And I've got a little uh, letter through the post saying you've got to be in zone one right. at 12.30pm. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to have to go. You w- you usually wouldn't have any truck with this. If this wasn't your friends, you'd be like, mm. what's going on here? If I wasn't eight points clear you at went... the top of the table, Dollars in December. Doing right? I'll... Yeah, I'll do well. Yeah. Doing right. So I might win. I might okay. win. Is it a voting system? Because this, no, this is why you do the task. Flies. And you do the task with my friend Duncan, who organises it all. all. Right. He gets, um, generally speaking, either he judges it himself, right, uh, or he gets an expert from that particular area to judge it blind. I trust Duncan. He's nice. He's great. So, for example, the one we did where we had to um, pop a balloon in the most exact, sort of elaborate way possible, he got he managed to get a guy from Ardman Productions to judge that one. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, uh, it's been good. So that that's the live final on Wednesday. So that's my mm. last big. Um, Christmas occasion but on that note last Tuesday I was up at a Christmas formal dinner at Cambridge University mm. and that was the first time I've ever been to any kind of establishment dinner like that and it had like a proper you, choir do to, doing carol singers and everything you have to mind your P's and Q's yeah you had mm. to wear a certain amount of garb and do, a certain amount of garb yeah I couldn't go in my Tarzan <laughs> pants <laughs> no, to, no topless men please no. and uh, you had to stand up and sit down they say stuff in Latin and you pass the port and all that kind of right. stuff I felt like a fish out of water. Jesus Christ. I was sat opposite a very um, fey, um, but also interesting Italian lawyer. Okay, right. Yeah. I think the last time I was in a fancy hall like that was in Portsmouth at a naval uh, do, a naval wedding. 
And it was very, the hall was so grand, I felt very out of place there. But obviously, a very different vibe because men would not stop shouting <laughs> during those speeches. <laughs> did you, did you, um, were you dressed as a provincial hypnotist for that? <laughs> um, probably was, yeah. yeah. I was uh, also filming proceedings with a, um, with a super hit camera as well. Hipster baby. Did you do that on your own account? No, yeah. one ever, no one ever asked you to do that. No, but I thought I'll film it and I'll make a little kind of like, because everything in Super 8 looks lovely. Really, really yeah, nice. You, you, I mean, listen, mate, what are people going to think? 95% of the people there don't know you. Right. You turn up. The Super 8 camera. Dressed like a provincial hypnotist with yeah. a Super 8 camera. They're going to mm-hmm. think oh, one of three, two or three things. Yeah. Pervert. Right. Pretentious. Right. Pretentious pervert. All the peas. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got PPI? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I don't Did you mind. have a nice time? I had a lovely time, but, I, yeah. but I, I presented the happy couple with a video at the end of it. Did you have any fizzy lager? And I had loads of fizzy lager. Yeah. And also a um, a physical film. Like, you know, you can put your, you know, you can unfurl it to the light and you can see you and your um, wife That's on, nice. on the best best day of their life. That's nice. A couple of friends and knobs in there, like um, yeah. Fight Club. Chuck, how did they get in there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, a sexy lady in a bikini oh. on a car. Oopsie how did that get in there? Oopsie daisy. Amazing. And, um, what else was I going to say to you? Oh, yeah. And then after our Christmas dinner, you yeah. and I, um, we went to a hotel bar. After walking for what seemed like three hours in the pouring rain. Yeah. Although at one point, um, me and Jules and Jim found a big lion. A big fake lion uh, that had just been... Actually, it might be a tiger. I can't remember. Um, I was drunk. Um, in the street that was just getting absolutely rained on. It just, it just looked like a... If like a tiger was homeless, it looked like because he was just propped up against a post box, yeah. and it was like, why is this? Why is this? Someone's won it at Winter Wonderland down the road. Bang in! I thought you were joking when you didn't know where that came from. Well, it it seemed like it'd been there for months. It looked really. I think Winter dirty. Wonderland's been there for a wee while. Right, okay. Yeah, someone's bought that or won it and thought, I don't want it. I don't want it. Just left, left it there, there. and yeah. then everyone just walked past it. But it's just nice to pet a. Uh, a stuffed a stuffed line is for life line is for, for Christmas life. top tip for those living in London as well <laughs> if you need to buy a present for someone for Christmas yeah. and you're thinking about buying them a book go to Hatchards on Piccadilly mm. it's uh, an independent bookstore so it's not one of the big chains and they wrap your books in beautiful wrapping paper and ribbons for free cool and I'm not being paid to say that it's just a great service or just <laughs> you in the pocket of big parcel yeah I'm in the pocket of big wrapping paper yeah, yeah what well, you got what, go on sorry go on, there's some on. lovely uh, shops obviously um, behind Charing Cross Station you know a little kind of muse of, uh, of bookshops Always, always in the um, yeah. Always in uh, kind of London-based films, romantic. Uh, I, and stuff. I remember the. I know the area, but I didn't mm. know there was bookshops there. Bookies. Yeah, because I bought I, my secret Santa was Jim Campbell, and I bought him two excellent books: mm. The Spy and the Traitor, which we've talked about on the show before, yeah. and The Moons of Bloom. Yes, I, I David Niven's autobiography. I knew that. I knew that this was all uh, containing the um, the peach story. Is mm-hmm. the peach? Yeah. I um, bought um, Lord Ramble and Knife. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a strange. He had to he had to take my plastic bag so we could pack the knife into a plastic bag and wrap it up so we could actually get into a bar. <laughs> I'm you, trying to get him into idiot. a gang. You're an idiot. Yeah. Um, what you, what your plan for this week, Pete D? I am going to. T- I'm just tying up the loose ends left, right, and centre. I've been absolutely ready for nine years, so I'm just kind of just squaring shit away. Quite frankly, you having, getting stuff tied up. You having your standard four weeks off for Christmas? Are you? Uh, I'm having a little time off for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I like Christmas and I live miles away. It's just quite hard to get home and back. And you want to get spend as much time as possible in your mum's courtyard. It's a lovely courtyard. Yeah, a little bit really um, wet windows. What would you be expecting from um, your parents for Christmas? Um, well, if if past Christmas is to be um, 
to be taken into consideration. Um, my dad, either last year or the year before, got me a, an, a plastic uh, um, engine that you could fill with <laughs> petrol. And he bought it from a charity shop and it had weed in it. <laughs> it had a little, re- little block of resin in there. Well, it just it, left by accident. It was like a kind of like assemble your own, um, assemble your own engine. So your dad um, bought you drugs engine. for Christmas? Yeah, it's assemble your own engine. Uh, and he bought it from a charity shop and it had a little square of, um, little square of weed in there. Amazing. Did I, um, have I told you about the um, speaking of underwhelming uh, dads? Um, uh, have I told you the? I, I told you a story back in the day about a man who um, a friend, my best friend from home, uh, Alex, his stepdad um, took oh, all yeah. of the took all of the um, housekeeping money for the week and did a bungee jump. Yeah, um, he is a wrongen and maintains his wrongness, uh, but. Um, his uh, Alex's mum uh, reminds obviously tells a story that we never heard before, and she he came on one night and went, "Come on, come on, Janet, let's uh, get your get your uh, get your glad rags on. I'm taking you out for for, for a meal." Um, and like Janet, oh, cool, awesome. Um, puts puts all her uh, fineries on, makes expenses on her makeup and her hair and stuff. Um, soup kitchen. Fucking hell. <laughs> That's bleak. Some men get Why away is he doing with that? so much. Why is he doing that? I just How does he not know that's worse than not taking someone out? <laughs> I mean, soup kitchen, is, they're amazing things. They do amazing things for people and, and good on them. But I don't feel like it should be like a night out touristy thing. No, it's not. But as he said at the time, you can't turn down a free meal. <laughs> she was so embarrassed. She went. She went. She had yeah. the meal. Yeah. So disappointing I'm just saying that, me- that some men get away with um, producing very little in a relationship are you, is, are you one of those people uh, not that bad what are your strengths what would your lady partner say are your strengths um, are you on time no no are you polite you are very polite and generous but then what if you um, but what if you're with someone who's also late then you're, you're fine. then you're on time then you're you, fine you, aren't you you just literally never meet each other no because <laughs> one's always later than the other <laughs> and it just carries on, on. Uh, I like I know tech Obviously. Yes, so that's there's helpful. any tech requirements, I'm there. Yeah. I'm sorted. Yeah. There you go. Um, I wonder if, like, say you're in a same-sex relationship mm. and both of you are really good at tech. Yeah. Because you're both of the same sex, maybe you get, like, it's a, quite a bit of rivalry about it. Right, okay. So, so you'd be, like, competing with each other about who got to do yeah, the yeah, DIY yeah. kind of projects. <laughs> that would not happen with me because I'm just absolutely shit at it. Mm. So there yeah. you go. Who knows? Have you got any tools? What's your toolbox looking like? Um... I, yeah, I've got, I've got. So, so I mean, my 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 expertise, if you want to call it that, which you absolutely should not. Mm. My competency extends up to and including light fittings, plug sockets, right. plugs. I could do all that. Yeah, I can do shelves. Right. Um. So the kind of basic rudimentary stuff that you don't need any specialist skills to do, That's I can right. do. And other than that, I always get into this kind of. I'm not one of these ambitious people where I'll be like. I could go online and find a YouTube video and read a, a kind of uh, a guide yeah. on how to, you know, plaster that wall. Yeah. But at the same time, it is my house and I quite want to not fuck it up. Right, yeah. Because yeah, if yeah. I fuck it up, the stakes are so high that I'm going to have to get someone in to do it anyway. I'll just get someone else in to do it. And then I tell myself lies, like that's the best thing to be doing because it's Help fun, the, helping the, the economy. Yeah, you all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> like, for example, if um, I need some plumbing doing, I'm not even considering getting involved. I'll just ring a phone. I'll just ring a plumber. Um, do you count things like um, a, a toilet, like fixing a toilet as a as a as a plumbing issue? So I fixed the toilet uh, when I was in the US, mm. which I may or may not have blocked. <laughs> oh no! With a plum with a plunger. 
That's not fixing that. a toilet. That's plunging a toilet. But I've done that. I mean, the innards in the in the in the nah, top of the toilet. Fuck that! I ain't t- I ain't touching <laughs> that. I ain't opening the top of a toilet. Not no even way. to pop a little. Uh, no, because I don't know what any of the, I don't know what any of the things in there do, so I'm not going to get involved. <laughs> you familiar with the ball cock? What about you? I've done that. I the do, only I do time like that. I've ever seen inside the top of a toilet is in. Is it the film? No, in the Godfather, he's got the gun behind the toilet. Right. In the field, it might even be in Breaking Bad. They when he's it, got they, a gun sealed in, in, in a packet in, 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 in a Ziploc bag. The system, they do that yeah. in um, Police Quest, the video game, which Maybe, I loved yeah. immensely. Yeah, so I'm not going anywhere near that. No. I and did, I don't think you should be either, because you flooded the downstairs neighbours once. That wasn't my fault, though. That was just the, that was just the shower, uh, the, 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 the pipes that are behind a lot of tiles just depositing water into the into into the cavity wall. I, I think every disaster teaches you a little bit about um, something new. So I just think it's good. The, the best players don't beat themselves up about it. Except like about Luca Pizzo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do. I've got like a little little mini um, hand sander, uh, and I'll and I'll bloody use it. Bloody hell! And I used it on my jeans at the weekend to distress them, so they I could make some ripped jeans. Are you being serious? I was, oh, it's it a fancy was a, dress. Fancy dress. It was like a nineties night. I wasn't. I would, that's not. I mean, I have looked at them and thought, I want to get away with wearing those now. Who are you dressed as? Just a nineties guy. I thought you, said, like a, you sent me a message saying you were dressed as Ed Norton, not Ed Norton. If if, if someone's um, Ed Ed's, who? Uh, he's Terminator played, too, yeah. yeah Edward Furlong. Name? Ed Furlong, yeah. Edward Furlong. He, uh, yeah. I thought I I I made a passable Edward Furlong on the night, but uh, well, you've yeah. got a face that means you look like everyone. Yeah, it's really easy to dress up. That's why right. he's, he's had a lot of issues Edward Furlong. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look the same as he does. I I would say uh, I used to look like Macaulay Culkin when I was twelve, and I probably look like him now and that's not a good look no Edward Furlong I think I look better than Edward Furlong now I'm going to say it you know, Edward Furlong wasn't like heroin for five years so I mean it's probably Just look alright God bless him my heroin is still to come apparently he's doing alright now though cool um, let's have a little break PT and uh, after which actually no before we have a break I will say to you I've got a drill got a handful of screwdrivers I've got some other bits and pieces that I need yeah uh, I've got a tape measure polyfiller yes right. but I, buy, I buy that in the squeezy thing what? Just you get, you get pre-made now. Yeah, you get pre-made. What? Now. Yeah, it's the future. How have now. they managed to do that? That's so much easier. Yeah, wow. I, always, I always use that. That's so cool. I'm mixing it myself. Although, yeah. if my old man listens to this, he'll be gutted. But that's just <laughs> how it is. All right, then. We'll be back in a second. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. She's going to report me for saying bugger, you know. Oh, just wait till I see your mother. You're in real trouble. Oh, I say, well, if you're going to go and see her, then tell her this booger-shaped fuck she fucking sphincter. Bit strong, isn't it? How does he get to sphincter? It's like, it's, it's like a, isn't, isn't sphincter not, just like not, a medical word? It's not next off the, uh, it's not next, it doesn't trip off the tongue, does it? There are many it's swear words up. for bot-bot, and sphincter probably isn't one of them. In the it? Pez dispenser of swear words, that's right at the bottom, sphincter. What's at the top? Fuck... Yeah, because mm. a sphincter apparently is a circular muscle that normally maintains constriction of a natural body passage or yeah, orifice. Yeah, you've got loads of them, and you've got, you've got um, one up top, one down bottom, probably a few in the middle. 
Yeah. Sphincters left, right, and centre. Buy two, get one three. Uh, free. Um, emails hello at lukeandpeteshow.com is the destination. We always <laughs> love to hear from you. We're on a particular lookout for Christmas themed emails for obvious reasons at the moment um, and other bits and pieces like that. But I am going to start with an email from Justin. And he says, uh, regarding your chat about video game music, I have two points I'd like to make because we were talking about video game music a few weeks ago. Okay. He says, the, the Colorado Avalanche of the NHL, when a team's player gets out of the penalty box and returns to the game, yeah. um, they play the Super Mario Mushroom sound effect. Oh, which one's that one? I'm about to play it to you. Um, so what happens is when a team, as, as a player's been put in the penalty box, I guess for, 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 for ease of understanding, the sin bin type right. thing, which happens quite a lot in hockey. Um, when they come back, so there's an, uh, the full complement of players back on the ice, they play the following sound. Right. This sound that you're going to play, I can't remember if indeed I ever knew it. The, you will know it. Of, of, You'll 100% get no, it. No, no, no. But I'm going to guess okay. that it's an up because you get bigger, don't you? So it's going to be... Like that. Really? Here we go. Comes across. Dumbershot. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Hear it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they play. <laughs> That's so Good cool. Good stuff, right? Yeah. That's really cool. Quite funny. Um, so thanks for that, Justin. That's a really nice mm. addition uh, to, I suppose, in a roundabout way, video game music in professional sport. Well, Nintendo are very careful up their IP, so I'd be worried if I were uh, that particular football team. No, they're, they're a nice hockey team, as I've made it very clear. Uh, otherwise football it would, team. It would, it's kind of Luke. like football with a stick. Football team. Um, Justin says um, he'd like to see in the Premier League as soon as the clock hits 90 minutes, every stadium should be required to play the Super Mario Hurry Up, You're Running Out of Time music, which <laughs> I think was just the music, but faster, wasn't it? <laughs> no, that's the underwater theme, isn't it? <laughs> when you go down the pipe, they go, yeah. go, yeah, that's down. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the underwater. Yeah, yeah, underground underwater thing. But when you run, when you're about thirty seconds away from running out of time, I think it's just the general music, but it's just sped up. It's not that. That's when you get Starman. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I don't. I've not played that much Mario to be honest. There we go. He touched me. I love it. He's probably the only man who didn't touch you. <laughs> From the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Joel Dixon. Hello, Joel. Um, can't be asked to listen to Back and Check, but I'm sure uh, Duncan Bannatine's D.I.D. What's D.I.D.? Desert Island Discs. Cool. From memory, every choice was prefaced with a um, rather dry anecdote, such as my wife's uh, told me she likes Sade, uh, so I sent a uh, helicopter and flew her into a garden party to perform live for us. Right. Absolute personality vacuum and soul thief. Yeah, his... his, his um, <laughs> I remember his. I'm just bringing it up to remind myself. His selections, Maggie May, Ross Stewart, great song, but quite basic. Right. Don't You Want Me, The Human League, not a bad song, but again, quite basic. Green, Green Grass of Home, Tom Jones. Tie a Yellow Ribbon Round the Old Oak Tree. Mm. Uh, Love Changes Everything by Michael Ball. Nice. Um, the One and Only by Chesney Hawks. Uh, Shoulda, Woulda, Coulda by the excellent Beverly Knight. Uh, and also the, the disarmingly attractive Beverly Knight as well and uh, Give Peace a Chance by John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band mm. so Be- Beverly Knight will never stop will she nor should she'll she she'll just never stop I love Beverly Knight she's great right. um, and there is there is definitely a thread of and I thought it was just limited to celebrity chefs but of <laughs> men of a certain age ha- and who have achieved a certain thing in their lives mm. 
by being quite single-minded and focused and ultimately quite boring outside of their chosen field of just having the worst music taste. Now, I know it's a, you're on a hiding to nothing, just criticising <laughs> other people's music taste. Uh, I don't have any beef with whatever people want to listen to, but when you see them do stuff like that and you think, it's just so boring. Mm. What, have you never... It would be the equivalent of, you know, going out for dinner with your wife or your husband or whatever once a week and only ever going to TGI Friday yeah. and only ever ordering... A boring meal from TGI. I can't make the you know the point. A steak, yeah. steak and eggs. A well done steak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like people, I think everyone at a certain age kind of. I had a dream that my mum wanted to take me to China. I don't know why. Right. Um. And um. And obviously that's something she'll never do because she's you know she's let her passport run out. And she's not interested in going anywhere. She wouldn't go on the holiday you bought for her once, would she? No. She yeah. Wouldn't. No. Yeah. She's a she's a disaster. Yeah. She's what was your point you're going to make? Your mum wants to take I'm you I'm just saying China. the people that my my mum and dad are like set in their ways, they will never deviate from going to York, Manchester or London. They're the only three places they'll they right. go. My parents love to, love to travel. They're always yeah. going away and stuff. Very sad. Um, speaking of steak, do you see exactly how Andy Brassel has his steaks? Uh, bloody as hell? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you ate your steak, sunshine. Medium. Medium, but then you uh, left the bloody, you left the fat. Best part of the bloody steak. You could Animal. have had it. Why didn't you have it? Because I'd all I'd, I'd, I know it's I would have had, it's a I, would, I would have had it, but I'd eaten a lot of cheese and I just couldn't. I'd just eaten so much food, I couldn't really, <laughs> couldn't really bother with it. Brassel said he got into eating steaks um, rare mm. or blue, which is I guess even less cooked than rare when he lived in France. Well, and I, I thought to myself, the scene is so typically Andy Brassel. <laughs> I think with, um, but I think if you like your steaks, um, if you, because I I like it medium rare, if not rare, but. It's very variable. Um, rare looks like rare usually, but medium rare can be. Oh, can be That's, medium. Not my stomach little, won't stop little, rumbling. Little gurgle, little gurgle boy. Yeah. I do that on there uh, when I do the uh, voiceovers for Dmax, one of the Discovery channels. About half an hour into the session, I'll get like halfway through, and my stomach starts going. So you can hear it. If you listen to D-Max over Christmas, can you still hear it? You can hear it. And uh, well, the reason coming happens- up next, uh, we'll be building Alaska. <laughs> the reason it happens to me is because my routine is different to yours and the rest of the Ramble Boys. Right. Because you guys like to do stuff later, whereas mm. I'm a bit of an early riser. So I have yep. my breakfast at like 7.30. Right. So I'd normally have my lunch around now. Well, I'm going to... I can't record though. Well, now I'm not on... Uh, now I'm not on late. I'm going to try and get into um, morning pizza zone. I think it'd be quite useful wow. for me. It's a beast we've never seen. No, I don't know what that would look like to The rarest of the But it just means when, I, when, we, when we... By the time we get to record the Ramble or this... Might be a bit more woken up. Be nice. Might be a bit more in, in the game. I think people just want to hear the best of you, mate. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, let's just do one more email before we go. This is about Christmas food from DJ. He says, Luke P, in America, Italians do the feasts of seven fishes on Christmas Eve. And my Portuguese family has adopted this since we love fish and my uncle's family is Italian. It's incredible. A haddock lightly fried in Parmesan breading. Mm. And we have a Portuguese squid stew, scallops, maybe a spaghetti or linguine with shrimp, calamari, usually some cherry stones and oysters with Tabasco some baked cod and potatoes, and we always do a good chowder. 12 days till I get to have all of this. Then for Christmas itself, it's prime rib and a small turkey, but the prime rib is the main course. My wife's family do, I think, beef as well. Um, Christmas Eve and Christmas in Boston with a Portuguese slash Italian-American family. Lovely. And the Irish in my family who show up are always astonished by the myriad of different dishes, and that food cannot actually doesn't always have to be bland. An unwelcome dig at the Irish there at the end. <laughs> Unnecessary, DJ. Can I interest you in a bit of cuttlefish? Would you love cuttlefish? Would you love to go to DJ's house for Christmas Eve? Sounds brilliant. Does sound good, doesn't Sounds it? Sounds good. I had the hick at the weekend. Oh, you did actually. 
rare. <laughs> yeah. I I I am um, I feel like when you go through like loads of Christmas dinners, by the time you get to around now, you feel I don't really want another turkey. I'd rather save it until Christmas Day. I'd ra- I would rather have fish. And there's a lot of Christmas meals that could be replaced by fish very very easily. What, did, you, did your mum do a turkey? Nah, we we always have. I've told you it's all cold cuts, beef, pork, nonsense. Oh yeah, you said that before. I was disappointed in that. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna? What do? are you gonna do? All right, well listen. To get in touch with us, it's hello at lukeandpeteshow dot com. We'll do some emails next time about some. We've got a load of gladiators to tick off the list. <laughs> do a bit of that next uh, on Thursday. Have a lovely week, and we'll see you then. Pete, have you got anything to say? I have nothing to announce, but my brilliance. Make of that what you will. Was a Stakhanov production.